Welcome to the Winging It Travel podcast with me, James Hammond. Every Monday, I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you, designed to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the latest instalment and the very last instalment of the Canadian road trip in 2023. As we finish off Nova Scotia, pop back into New Brunswick before heading over to the border of Maine in the USA. So today we're going to finish Canada. I'll give you my thoughts on the whole trip at the end and hopefully it'll be a fairly good series for you to plan a trip to Canada maybe next summer now on the road in a camper van. So we left Truro after a Walmart stop and had coffee at Macca's, living the dream and of course a Tim's bagel which is always a great combo, coffee and a Tim's and headed out of the town. It was a fairly short trip down about an hour from Truro to Halifax and we stopped at apartment 3 espresso bar in Sackville it's about 20 minutes from Halifax town centre great trendy cafe in there people doing work love the interior it's modern coffee tasted great done some stuff in there and then our plan for Halifax was an Airbnb because we needed it and we wanted to check out the town in its entirety and we feel the most comfortable having a place to stay which is normal and not the camper van. Halifax was three nights, so I'm going to summarise those three days because not all of it was travelling down to Halifax. Some of it was a rest day as well. First off, parking in town centre is available. It's fairly expensive. It's hanging around $12 for a whole day, but it is walking distance to the waterfront, probably 10, 20 minutes. And we had coffee at Coffology. They are based on Dresden Row Street, which is very close to the CBD and very cheap coffee, I think about $2.50 for an Americano, top notch. We walked down to the waterfront and the first thing we saw was of course three cruise ships. It's unfortunate, it's cruise ship season, so they're parked there and you can see all the hordes of tourists coming off the cruise ship and walking down the waterfront. Nonetheless, very blue, green, a great day and it's well worth walking down the front. Lots of cafes, bars, views over to Dartmouth across the water on a sunny day. Perfection. We sat there in the chairs with some grapes and just sat there, relaxed and enjoyed the view. As you go on, unfortunately on cruise ship days, bars, cafes are going to be full. So my advice would be go maybe go to the centre of Halifax to avoid those crowds. But we actually walked up to the Citadel, which had a great view over the whole town. It's a fair walk up the hill. Uh, it's no slouch, but it's a very historic you know, 1800 Citadel. And the view is fantastic over the whole of Halifax, not just the waterfront. Would recommend that. The walks around the Citadel are free. If you want to pay some money, you can go right into the middle and to the top of the whole mound. It's like a big mound in the middle of the city. It's around $15, something like that. Check online to get the exact price. We didn't do that. It was closed because later in the day. But that is an option for you as well. Halifax gets much of the glory. But we did decide to get the ferry across to Dartmouth. Now, this day was fairly cloudy. We checked out the whole city. We walked around quite a bit. 
we want something different. So we went to the harbour front, got to the ferry office, about a minute to go until the ferry leaves, and the guy at the office just said, just walk straight through. I think it's a one-off. But we got lucky, got on for free, and got return journey as well. Now, Dartmouth, not a lot going on. Went for a coffee, probably went for a 20-minute walk, and that was it. It felt more like a living area rather than something to see. But the view back over to Halifax was great as well. And it's just something that maybe if you're looking to move to Halifax, maybe Dartmouth is a bit cheaper to live than Halifax itself as in the city. So not much going on on there. Good coffee, but very quiet. A further note about the ferry price. They want exact change in cash. And it isn't something easy like $3. I think it's something in between like two fifty or two fifty five, something like that. It's really weird. So just make sure you've got plenty of cash available. Otherwise, I'm not sure how you can pay for the ferry. I think us combined with arriving late and not having the right change got us on for free. And that was it for Halifax and Dartmouth. Enjoyed the city, loved the vibe, quite small. It was an option to maybe think about moving there. We're not sure if we would, but I reckon there's a nice little community going on there. Lots going on, I think, for a younger crowd. There's like a few universities going on. But for an older crowd like myself, maybe not. But loved it. Dartmouth, okay, a bit dull. Overall, worth checking out in Nova Scotia. After a rest day in Halifax, we were rested and ready to go to a couple of very interesting sites in Nova Scotia. Peggy's Cove and Lunenburg, both very popular with tourists. Lunenburg is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, very much on our list of places to see. But before that, we drove 40 minutes down to Peggy's Cove. Again, busy with tourists and very, very cramped with parking spaces. I would advise getting there early, especially before the buses arrive as well. They take up a lot of space. Managed to get a space though. I think we came in as someone left, so got a bit lucky there. And this is one of the main places to see in Nova Scotia. It's picturesque. It's got loads of houses that are colourful, painting on the outside of them, a little fishing village, and it's got the most photographed lighthouse in Canada right there. I don't actually think that's anything special compared to the rest of them. They all are fairly the same, but this one obviously gets our limelight compared to the others. As a town, you get fish and chips, coffee decent seafood would recommend Pecky's Cove or would get there early avoid the crowds and get some photos for your Instagram after a few hours we drove to Lunenburg which is another 40 minutes these are single roads so they can get quite busy but nice drive all the same amazing place lots of colorful scenery especially on a nice clear day you can look over the water it's very green very blue water and as you look back to Lunenburg itself all the colorful houses the Sinner was filmed there if you've seen that on Netflix, red, yellow, blue, the whole colour scheme is on show. Great seafood there. I had, for the first time, a lobster roll. It's about 27 to $28 a go, roughly, and it's okay. I do love a bit of crab, so it wasn't something I didn't like, but it wasn't something that was amazing. Couldn't really work that one out. Was it worth $28? Definitely not, but I'd like to try it. Done it once. I'd say go and check it out. It's probably one of the best places in Canada to do that. I chose the Old Fish Factory restaurant as my place to go for lobster roll, but I think you can walk around town and find a few places doing it. won't be hard to find. There is paid parking in town, and what we loved the most was parking up, walking around town, all the different little windy streets, and going down to the waterfront and looking back on the town itself. Just a really nice vibe, great weather, great colours, great day as well. It was very sunny. 
and just loved seeing this amazing place. I've never really seen anything like it before, and it's definitely a highlight of Canada in general. And you do have to go and see it, and I can see why they labelled it as a UNESCO site. We were staying at Little Lake Family Campground, which is about a five-minute drive up the road. It's $27 a night, full amenities, very quiet, very safe, and very easy to get into town. Got set up and had a very quiet night. Next one, we went back to Lunenburg because we wanted a coffee. So I went to Laughing Whale Coffee Bar, which is located in town. Nice vibe inside. Great coffee. Would recommend it. And then next is making the journey to Fundy National Park, which is in New Brunswick. And it's about a five-hour journey. No booking of the campground here. So we're heading to the headquarters campground in the park and hoping for a space. We turned up and got one of the last two slots available. It was a tent site, no electricity, $29 a night very comfortable we actually tried to book two nights so this was on a friday night but saturday night was fully booked so funding national park again during the week you might be okay if you're not booking weekend gets full so make sure you book that campsite up this campsite was located right in the middle of the town by alma so you can't get lost and it's right by some amenities if you need to go to the shop or get some fuel the main aim here was hope where rocks next morning we're out and about and checking out the campsite first off we tried to check for a space, no space available, so we cracked on. This is a patron shout out to Laura from the Swamp Soup Stickers, who has contributed £5 to the podcast on my Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate it, and it helps the podcast to keep going in the future. If you're interested, head to the show notes where you'll find a link to my Patreon. The website address is patreon.com forward slash Wigan Air Travel Podcast. For five English pounds, you will receive some trendy stickers from myself in the post, a shout out on each episode, and also my digital travel planner by email. Thank you for your support. We found another place on the way to Hopewell Rocks called Broadleaf Ranch. This is a working ranch. They have horses there. They've got a restaurant on site, and they've also got camping spots for $20 a night. So it turned up pretty early, late morning. He said, yep, yeah, no worries, $20 pick any spot you want on the grass, picked our spot with a bench, happy days, put up a tent and cracked on with our day. Now Fundy National Park is known for one thing in particular and that is the tidal ways if you like. They change from low to high in a very short amount of time and the difference in height between the lowest point and the highest point is the most in the world. Second is actually Bristol, that river there, River Seven. And then we went to the Hopewell Rocks. First off it was just there available you can walk underneath it take some photos the tide was out we came back about three or four hours later maybe half to three p.m in the afternoon and it's pretty much almost submerged it's an unreal sight compared to where we were earlier underneath the rock and now it's full with water it's quite weird and unnerving to see that this happens on a daily basis but it's pretty spectacular so you're, you're going to go in the morning and then come back in the afternoon to see the difference and we did and we loved it in between if you need a recommendation you can pop to Cinnamon Soul Cafe for coffee and a cinnamon roll. Would highly recommend it. It's about a 20 minute drive. But loved Hopewell Rocks. You've got to go there. It's the main thing to see in Fundy National Park. And the next day, we're off to St. John, which is the main city in New Brunswick to go and check out. Two hours down the road, got to St. John. And we thought, you know what? We're going to stay in a motel. We need it. Just felt like sometimes you need a break from the campsite or the camper van. So we booked into a motel called Okono Lodge. Your bog standard motel, it's got all the amenities, $120 a night, normal. I must say, St. John was a bit dead. It wasn't the most amazing place I've seen. 
Maybe it's a Sunday and no one's about, I get that. The cafe I went to, Art Warehouse Cafe, was actually quite trendy. We had two coffees there, done some work. Like the vibe there, it's got some artsy stuff going on as well as the coffee. But overall, St. John just didn't really get anything from it. I guess cruise ships go there because there's something to see. It's quite historic. It's one of the oldest cities in the area. But overall, didn't feel like I was missing out if we didn't go to it. But we've done it anyway and stayed the night in town. The next day is the end of the Canadian road trip because we're going from St. John to Maine in the USA. Now, the usual route is up the road through to Calais, which is obviously the border crossing via the road and into Maine. But we thought we'd take the unusual route of La Tete to Deer Island to Compabella Island. So that's an hour drive and two ferries before crossing the border. The reason being, better scenery, the first ferry is free. And also you get to go to Compabella Island, which is quite a nice island. They've got the Roosevelt Park there. Just some things to go and change it up instead of just driving all the way to the border and then through Maine. The journey down to La Tete was very easy. As you arrive into the port, you just park your car up to the side behind the other cars and wait for the ferry. They're pretty regular and that is free. On our ferry, very, very foggy. Didn't see a thing. But it takes about 15, 20 minutes. Got to the other side at Deer Island and then we have to drive all the way down to the bottom of the island to get the next ferry to Compabello Island. This ferry costs $30 for a car. I think that includes a return and she asked us if we're returning. We said, no, we're carrying on. But that is a car with two people. And I think this is private. There's a weird situation. We sort of thought we queued up by some cars. Didn't really see a point to get onto the boat. Bit strange. And it arrived late. Boarded fine. Got across, no problems. Onto Compobello Island. This crossing was much better. The fog cleared up. Got some great views. Met an older couple on the boat. They're from St. John in New Brunswick. And they're asking about... BC number plate, quite far, what our trip was about, talking about the podcast, and we got to know them as well, gave them a sticker, she got a photo of us, it's very nice to interact with some fellow travellers in a camper van, and we got to Compton Islands, now our plan was just to have lunch and get going, but we did actually check out Roosevelt Park, which is quite cool, it's got a little museum, it's got some houses there where Roosevelt had a holiday, I think it's overstated a little bit how many times he went there, but he went there a few times as a kid and as an adult. And it's very nice surroundings, cut grass, it's got USA and a Canada flag. They talk about the history between the two countries and the war and stuff like that. It is worth it before you crack on to the border. So a couple of facts about the park. Franklin Roosevelt labelled this as one of his favourite places to go on summer holiday. That's why he had a house there. And I guess during the war, that's a bit of a nice vacation for him. Also, it's the only international park in the world where it's combined with USA and Canada. They both own it, they both run it together combination of countries running it there which is quite cool but it is on the canadian side not on the american side of that part of the island and after walking around we thought you know what had lunch done that it's time to drive up to the border and get across to the usa a big moment about eight weeks in at this point we drove up queued up got to the border now first off the guy who asked us questions first was a bit surprised we we're coming from bc but I kind of knew that we were probably going to get our van checked. So we had to park our van up and go inside to the office. And we got our visas issued there and then, $6 each. And we also got our van checked. Uh, no dramas. Obviously told the truth. Told about our plans. They do keep asking you the same questions and make sure you give the same answers. 
but very nice overall experience not as scary as some people make it out and pretty easy getting over the border it took about half an hour though in total and that is it that is kind of done i'll carry on this day in the new episode for the u.s portion of the road trip which is obviously the next episode but for now that is it for nova scotia and new brunswick and today's episode i'm now going to wrap up for a minute elevator pitch on canada as a road trip as a whole first off scenery we have covered an array of scenery we're going from lakes to the west coast vineyards some mountains some flat grasslands loads of national parks tidal surges islands the east coast and all these cities in between what is the top 10 cities in terms of population i think we covered most of them the only ones we didn't do was edmonton like i think off the top of my head so we did really crack on with every city available met some podcasters on the way met some great people had some great experiences and got used to the van it took us a while about three weeks before we made the leap to do a free night like in a walmart for example kind of wish we'd done it sooner but we learned some lessons along the way enjoyed the camper van enjoyed most of the airbnbs and the accommodation spent a lot of money on fuel and done a lot of shopping at walmart but overall love the experience of canada it's the best way to see it it's probably the cheapest way to see it too get yourself a camper van make it comfortable self-contained even better and get driving across you're going to need eight to twelve weeks in my opinion we could have done more we could have gone to newfoundland in the east coast but we didn't didn't have time or money to do it and we could have done more maybe northwest bc but we're picking up things there thoroughly ticked off a lot of stuff that we want to see happy with the trip and very excited to go into the next phase which is the usa so i wrap it up there thanks for tuning in i'll catch you next time for the first episode of the usa road trip cheers hey yeah just a quick one i just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast you can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with five dollars or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with t public where there's plenty of merch available to buy such as t-shirts jumpers hoodies and also some children's clothing thirdly which is free you can also rate and review this podcast on apple podcasts spotify podchaser or good pods also you can find me on social media on instagram twitter facebook and tiktok simply just search for winging it travel podcast and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling podcast and other stuff thank you